Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast, the podcast where three American expats explore different topics related to living and working in South Korea. With a combined 50 years of living experience in Asia, there are plenty of stories to tell. So, pop in your AirPods and make yourself comfortable. It's time for the Soul Patch Podcast. It's my, uh, I have this like theory about... Uh, friendships with uh korean men especially among like expat men and and korean men and uh the fact that uh all uh healthy male uh males in korea have to serve in the military um however uh if you come from like the states or canada we have a voluntary military service and so um not having to like fulfill that that duty and not not go through that what is what's I think they consider it a pretty trying 18 months. It's, it's shorter than it used to be, but it's still, it's not like a picnic. It's a really pretty uh, awful experience for, for a lot of people. And uh, I think the fact that we never go through that experience, there's always this like separation between. Uh, never get there. I, I, I don't know if you guys ever felt that, but I just felt like, like we're so, not in the, you, you got to get, you got to go through that to, to kind of be in the club and then you can, you know, connect more, more closely with the, so know, there's men. two things that I, I think about that when, when you start talking about it, the first is, although I, I think to some extent that might be true, but because of the fact, I, maybe three things, because of the fact that we are still foreigners mm-hmm. and we're, we're still outside in a lot of ways that I, I don't think they look at us and expect the same thing that they would of a Korean male peer in their age. So I've never felt that specific thing as keeping myself from being close with other guys here in Korea, okay. at least. Um, yeah. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't also, calling it like prejudice or it's not, it's not, it's no. not that it's, it's, it's something else. No. Well, um, yeah. So actually um, one other part of that then is, although not specifically related to uh, military, although I, I do think as well, military, I think that opinion is changing with people our age and with kids that are currently in the military, you know, the kids that are in their twenties, like our students. Um, but that's something we can get to in a minute. I do have a good friend of mine, uh, a Korean buddy of mine who, I mean, he did the whole military and everything. And he is a uh, physical education major. Uh, and he's a swim teacher now actually, and a, a, a swim judge at competitions and stuff like that. Um, nice guy. And he um, actually, I met him at my swimming pool. Was kind of funny actually he was he's one of the, the the swim teachers at my swimming pool and like right when i first started swimming there he calls me into the back office and like i just started swimming at the pool i'm like shit did i just do something wrong like why am i getting <laughs> called into the back office and he was just like hey dude you want to hang out sometime i was like oh um, he didn't but, he uh, didn't give you a life jacket or something or a floaties no, for your arms i, I was all right okay. but um uh no but I, I remember talking to him about because maybe you remember in the news maybe three Four years ago here, there was kind of a crackdown on, um, I mean, not a crackdown exactly, but kind of a change in policy in especially the university system when it comes to hazing and MTs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, where it used to be really strong. And I mean, they still do MTs here. And I don't, I think we've briefly touched on what an MT is in in past episodes, but you know, like the the students all going out and partying together, basically membership training, getting together. Um, And so it, this used to be really hard where the MTs were just like pour booze down your throat. And I think it is to some extent still that, but they've, they've tried to 
get that out of a lot of majors, at least to, to keep it mm-hmm. not as hardcore. So I was asking my buddy about it. I was like, yo, you went through the Korean university experience. Like, what was that like? Like, were you hazed? Um, you know, like, cause th- these are starting, they're trying to change the rules and blah, blah, blah. And from what he was telling me that night uh, was that, especially for, and the reason I said he was a PE major is because they were one of the more hardcore majors when it comes to the hazing and the drinking and those, those types of things. Like, I think, you know, English education majors, for example, probably don't go quite as hard as, as I've, the physical I've had guys. a couple of, uh, I've had a couple of uh, zombified uh, PE students in my classroom. Like you could tell that right. you probably stopped drinking like two hours before the class started. <laughs> And I think one yeah, time I'm, I had one that had he that. was drinking like right before the class because he was hammered uh, in uh, I've, class. So I've had that back when our back when the uni used to the uni festivals used to actually sell booze on campus. Yeah, um, yeah. I had kids come in like they'd like finish their drink, throw it away and walk into my class. And was like, mm. <laughs> but anyway, I, I was talking to my buddy about this and he was telling me about when he went through it. And he basically I mean, it was full on hazing like the shit that you hear about in in I, I had a buddy of mine in a fraternity back at my university and my university is very non-greek uni so people at, at my uni when when we talk fraternities we've got the stereotype that they really are just crazy party goers and and i remember hearing stories from him about how they went out to the woods and they would like you know just literally pour like whiskey down your throat and shit like that and so my korean buddy here was telling me very similar stories about how there was just like forcing you to get beyond drunk and um you know like the whole like i don't know running the gauntlet type of things not like crazy physical not like you know dangerous beatings but at least you know like slapping as they run through and like serious hazing shit like that yeah and and the way he was telling me about it he's like yeah it was kind of fucked up and yeah it's crazy and and everything but but i became i'm quoting from him paraphrasing he's like that brought me closer to all of my Sundays, all of my seniors, all of my juniors. Well, he was the junior one, so all of the seniors. He said that that solidified that group mm-hmm. in there. And that's and, the, I should uh, mention that we're we're kind of uh, the the seed for this uh, podcast today was the article in the uh, Korean Korea Times. Um, the article is "Cultivating Friendship" by Bernard Rowan. Is a wrote an uh, opinion piece there about exactly what you're just talking about is that the the idea of you know strengthening oh, wait, with the juniors bonds. and seniors and things yeah 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 and so so he ended up telling me he's like it, now that it's going away it, it was kind of like a bittersweet thing is the way he was describing he's like he's like in some ways it's good that it's going away but at the same time like that's part of the culture that's what brought us together like the, the people that were my seniors in university we still are close now the people who were my classmates and we went through that shit together we're still close now. And, and that, that experience brought us together. And so it was interesting hearing him talk about that because I, I was of the opinion that they're getting rid of this from the school. I'm like, well, that's cool. That's, that's great. You know, these, these types of things do not belong. Like, first off, they're just abusive behaviors and they really don't belong in, in, in an education institution in general. And, and he was like, I agree, but right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's similar that I, that came from the story you were talking about military. Right. And I think of that age group, there are some people who uh, basically it's like, yeah, you, you have to have gone through the military and then you're a real man. You've gone through it. You have the shared experience. Right? And it's, it's now, something I like do... something, something oh, difficult, you know, like the hazing. Right. Thing. It's got to be like it's got to be a little yeah. bit painful 
and that ties you together. I, I, um, I mean, what do you guys like, uh, like, do you remember the first like a uh, Korean friend that you hung out with like in, in Korea? Like my, my first friend was a uh, Hagwon teacher. So the, which is, that's a pretty common way to meet, you know, like, like a lot of the, a lot of the teachers were female, but there were a couple of male uh, teachers there and they took us to mm. Hongdae. And uh, uh, this is around like this is way back in 2002 World Cup uh, days. But uh, yeah, so so that was that uh, was that was cool. Like I got to know him a little bit and uh, and and they were very um, I found him to be he really wanted me to like Korea. Like he, he was very mm. he, he was, you know, and, and he really wanted to, I think, uh, create a, a kind of atmosphere of friendship in the in the office, you know, like there's something about that uh, uh, cohesive cohesiveness among uh, workers that is really important that I, I think is 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 prominent here. And maybe I don't know, would you guys say less prominent in, in America, like it, a work setting? Is it is that really important to mm. have the, you know um the group dynamic be um so close i think it's kind I mean, of a lot of ways like yeah. in yeah i think well i can't really speak to it because i don't you know in our we all work together right but in our office it's not a typical korean office mm-hmm. but in like my personal experience and from what i've heard from korean friends and etc yeah i feel like there's something quite different in uh, the average office in America where you want to keep your um, coworkers as not really friends. Do you know this? Like you separate. They're my work friends. Right. You want to keep as there's a practicality to keeping that separation. It's not just a cultural uh, anomaly. There's some, there's some practical application to both, both ways of doing it. But I think um, like in American side, the idea is that, you just don't want to have any type of drama affecting your paycheck. I mean, you don't want to bring those two worlds together. And that makes a lot of sense. But on yep. the other hand, um, trying to build deeper relationships and, you know, being part of the team, you know, and, and sharing, building a little bit of, um, how can I say it? It helps to build that team dynamic and like cooperation or something makes you feel more responsible to the, to the company. You know, you're part of the, part of the family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much an obvious point. And well, I think like a lot of like, I just remember when I was in high school, I worked for Walmart and they, they tried to manufacture that kind of feeling, you know, by, by doing like calisthenics together in the morning and, and, and you, and you're, I I think you, you, you're not supposed to make you hate it even more. Oh yeah. It's just, it was, it was the worst, like kind of corporate, you know, uh, HR, you know, uh, you know, order, um, but, but, but I feel like here it's, it's a more organic, it's not, it's not, it's not like, it doesn't feel like it's coming from HR. It feels like it's kind of coming from the bottom up, uh, instead of the top down. And so in American corporation, it, it feels very much top down pressure, but, but it, if in Korea, it just feels like something that you just have to do because we have to, we, we have to cut this tension. You're new. So you're screwing I think it up comes the... a little bit from the top, though, because it's still a lot of times the boss calling out the Hueshik and being like, yo, we're all going out drinking tonight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, right. Like I was thinking it's, more. It's not, no, I really I've often. never experienced it. Yeah. The uh, I, like for me, I, you know, I, I think um, the, a lot of my understanding of it, uh, is, like if we're just talking about like office uh, uh, interactions is 
is through my wife, you know, like she kind of tells me like what the, you know, when you're, when you're just the new in the, in the school or the company or whatever, people will kind of keep you at arm's length for a little while and, and kind of suss you out before they, they bring you in. But there, but there does seem to be a moment where there is some kind of uh, either they, you know, going out together, um, have, you know, a way chic, a, a dinner, drinks after work, or something where you 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 want to bond with these people. So I think that. So I'm, I guess I, what I'm trying to um, maybe get to is in the article he's talking about these different. He he finds Korea actually more accommodating which was, I think, kind of goes against the, um, the, the, the kind of the, 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 uh, I, I can't find the words, but the, uh, what we've all, what, what we think is true, that it's easier to, you know, make friends in America. It was kind of interesting to read an article where he's talking about how it's easier to make friends here in Korea, uh, given the different networks of relationships, because they're, they're, they're very much, uh i think more uh formulated here it's not it's not it's 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 something that you you create that that strong uh, you they they put effort into creating that strong bond that circle and so yeah, it's kind of yeah, like an know. event it's an event right mm -hmm. it's it seems like a little less um organic and i i, I don't know i read the article this morning how do you say it oh regardless it's Instead of, you know, he said he was like sort of a shy guy or something like this was my, my memory of it. Mm -hmm. So not the one to reach out or outgoing. So, you know, how do you build a relationship? Uh, but he found that and I would agree with this, that it's kind of like, how did you describe when getting work here for many people that come here and they get a job working in a hog one? It's a, a life in a bottle. Type of right. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, the exactly. court and you've got, you got to yeah. your apartment, you got your bus pass, you got your health insurance, you got your right. job, you got your friends, like everything is just like, whoop, and it's, it's there. Right. Um, I feel like, uh, Korea has a bit of this. I see it with my freshman students that, um, and some girls I've dated the, there's this almost, uh, it's going to sound bad. It's not bad, but it, from, for me being American coming from the outside, it seems surprising. It seems a little forced. Like we're going to make a memory. We're going to take this trip because we're going to make a memory and we're going to make the memory by doing this. We're going to make a photo book. We're going to take the, you know, we're going to, it's an event driven type of thing. And I see my, my freshmen doing this right. um, a lot. And when I first saw it, it seemed a little bit, and again, I don't want to offend anyone. This, my opinion has changed. But the first time I, I saw these types of efforts, it seemed a little cringy. Like, yeah, that's not real. Come on. But yeah. now I get it. Like, I really like yeah. it. I mean, you got, you got a lot of people coming from different parts of the country. They don't know each other. And I think there are, there's alternatives to the MT getting wasted and hazing thing. There mm -hmm. are other things you can do. There's other uh, types of groups, at, group activities um yeah and you know if you're an american student obviously you're familiar with this there's uh departments at your university that have like the what do they call that like not the outreach department 
I was a student employee when I was a freshman. So I helped like coordinate some of this stuff. Yeah, sure. I was in recruitment outreach, but we had some overlap here. So like when there was uh, campus events, we focused on the freshmen and we had like certain activities and games and things. Uh, it's not effectively like, it's like an orientation, like, uh, almost like a yeah, like, orientation, yeah. but like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of corny kind of activities, but right. it's a way to get people to participate. Freshman in America would be a little bit like, all right, those are only like kind of the chumps that are doing that. You got to roll your yeah. eyes and act like you don't, yeah. you're not having fun, even though you might yeah, actually you're too be cool enjoying for it. School, right? yeah, too I'm too cool, cool for cool. this. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of my freshman students, they'll jump right on it. Like, no, it's what you want to do. You want to be able to create those bonds. You got to make new friends and it's a thing to do. That's a, like, right. That's a, that's a I, great I like nuance. It. I like that. I like that difference because that, that that, the attitude towards it is like, Let's in Korea, they're like, let's skip over the eye rolling and the I'm too cool for this and just all let's all just have fun. Let's all participate. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's very much like like doing an activity in the classroom where it's like we're going to do a speaking activity. And, uh, you know, we're English teachers and uh, you're going to get the, you know, the eye rollers who are like, you know, oh, this is not cool. And it, as a teacher, I'm always you know saying to them, like, hey, if you guys just surrender to this, it's going to be way more fun. And I, I guarantee I you're going to enjoy it. But yeah, it's like, I have the same attitude. Like, guys, yeah. guys, I, I know you, you You think this is so cringe, but seriously, yeah. just surrender. We're going to have a good time. Exactly. It, not at 10 times. It is. It's so true. And and I feel like <laughs> Korea has kind of figured that out before. I, I Korea, it was like LinkedIn before LinkedIn was LinkedIn. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. th this networking <laughs> idea was something that they had kind of perfected in their social hierarchies or whatever long before you know we we you know started thinking about this at least myself you know i i wasn't thinking about networking and different circles even the word circle is, is so often used right um mm -hmm. i i kevin do you like do your students have like a uh, you know, this circle, like basketball circle, they'll call it that. It's and just, that's the university club, basically. Yeah, it they just, just call but it they circle. call it the circle, right? Like, instead of uh, a club, they often use circle, which I, I, I think, think that's is because kind of the way it translates, because Dongari, Dong is probably like circle is, mm. is round. Oh, okay. Maybe it's, maybe I'm reading more, I'm, I'm projecting more meaning into it than it actually has. Um, but, uh, uh, actually, no, the, the, the translation doesn't have circle, it just has club for, for that. It's just, just club. Okay. I'm not sure where circle comes from, actually. Because I've, I've heard my students use that, you know, I, I it confused oh, yeah, me definitely. a few I've times where like, I have, you know, I have to go to circle and I'm like, what is circle where <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And, and eventually, you know, I figured out that they were talking about different clubs that they're participating in. But it is, I think, uh, I, it, because in the article, the guy he's talking about these different networks, which he, he kind of uh, uh, describes them metaphorically as these circles. And they often overlap and one leads to a, 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 another friendship with another group of people. And he says he found it quite easy to make friends with with Korean uh, people. And so I, I'm just wondering if, if you guys have found the same uh, experiences that he has, because I know that we're coming at it from a teaching perspective. And he was a student here, which is different because uh -huh. your classmates are Korean. So that I think there's a whole other element there that you know, might be easier for him. I know I got lucky with um, all types of relationships, all social uh, stuff when I landed here. I just I just had really dumb luck. I had the the advantage of having a friend who was living here. He had arrived 
I think about a year earlier and is a very social person. Um, and he had built out a huge network of uh, friends. They're still some of my best friends to this day. You know, this is uh, 13 years ago. Um, as far as like the relationships from work, the only job I've ever had is working with you guys. And you know, our office is like all foreigners and right, we're yeah. all pretty friendly. It's really social, but I think our office is an anomaly. Not that, that other offices aren't friendly. I didn't want to say that. Like <laughs> I'm sure other universities, Yonsei, we love you. You know, like everybody's having a good time, They're but all, yeah. Yeah. But we've always had uh, from day one, a very loud group office. We don't have individual offices. It's a group, you know, mm -hmm. on the Seoul campus. We have a big office pool. So it's always been really social that way too. So yeah, um, life in Korea socially has been extremely loud for me and really dynamic and just, yeah, it, it does. I don't think I've had any of the, I can't say my, any of my friendships were built on some sort of prescribed type activity like that, like an MT type of thing or mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, and I've never had to do the Weishik thing. I've never done, I mean, we have like dinners, but I mean, you don't have to go. <laughs> and if you do go, there's like, there's vegan options. You don't have to drink. It's not. Right. It's not, it's, yeah, it's very much not. Yeah. The, the, the circles that the, the groups that he's describing in the article, I think is, it's kind of interesting because I think it goes right back to what you said. It's like, everything seems more planned. It's like, we're yeah. going to drink some alcohol and everybody's going to do that. We're going to go take pictures at the photo booth and we're going to do that. Like this, this, these are things we're going to do. And, and I think like, um, uh, Noribang, the singing rooms are, are, you know, they, they, they have these, these, they design these little spaces. I feel like in, in the country to kind of, uh, fill those, um, those like for, forced memories that you're going to be making. Uh, it so. makes me think of uh, just, just a few days ago, I was in Garosugil and there's a, it looks new. I I've been up and down that street a million times. And it's the first time I noticed it. Um, not on the main drag. It's just off a little bit, but it looks like the entrance to a really cool movie theater or something. And there's a, there's an attendant at the door right there. And I was with my friend. I said, what, what's going on here? And you know, we kind of took a, took a step to towards the entrance to look and it's like it's glass on two sides really cool it's uh it's just a photo booth when oh, you go huh. in it's just a bunch of uh, photo booths yeah you know we both kind of chuckled at yeah. first like what the heck you know just taking a picture yeah and then you could see some of the as we made our way to the side of the building you could see some of the um samples they're really cool photos yeah uh, I, it's kind of like yeah. when you go to disneyland or, or great america like six flags great america yep. Illinois. yeah and you can put on like the old timey clothes, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. and, hat, and you can take you know? it with a, a kind of uh, a black and white or, or uh, so did you go in? Did, yeah. did you get pictures yeah. taken? Sepia tone. We, we, didn't do, we didn't do pictures. We didn't do pictures. But but I just I was just thinking about that. That makes me think of what you're talking about, how that type of thing. And that's expensive real estate. If anybody doesn't know that neighborhood, that neighborhood's expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and having a joint that's like literally not even half a block off the main drag in that neighborhood, that's not cheap real estate. First floor right there, uh, the build out, just it's a nice place. Yeah. And all they're doing is taking a picture. Well, I just, I, I, I just, at my daughter's desk, my, I'm, uh, I have a daughter, she's uh, 
13 years old, uh, middle school student. And she had a stack of these, like those Photoshop, those pictures with her friends. Like, like they, every time they go out, they do that. They do a photo booth uh, thing and then they bring it home and they have this, you have this artifact to remember the moment and, you know, kind of, you know, re remember that day and, and, and make a memory. And I find that uh, I, it, it's, I think it's kind of like the hot thing right now is the photo booth. I mean, I think there, you know, it was like the coin uh, singing room was popular like a couple of years ago where you just go in and you, you throw in a, a 501 and you get two songs, oh, or yeah. Whatever, yeah. you know, those were I've really seen a lot popular. of those pictures on students, like folders and stuff in class. Like they have it stuck to it. I, yeah. I will think that it's almost only female students though. That's not a lot of couples that were in there. And couples that, too. Uh, yeah. Couples, but not yeah, like guy friends. Yeah. I think I know what you're saying, Kev. But I it's think definitely like I, it's a solo thing. It's not a, you wouldn't go there and get a picture taken by yourself just to have a glamour shot. I feel like it's, <laughs> it's you want to spice well, up your, your uh, passport photo. Maybe you will, but yeah. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Quick, quick digression. I'll make this really short. I was, uh, when I came back to the country, um, I needed to get a headshot for my, my U S passport was expired and I could do it at the embassy. Right. So I was in Busan. It was a last minute thing. I didn't know I needed it. I was catching the train to go up. And so I walked into like one of these photo shoot places, but this is like a solo place where you get your picture right. taken. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, dumb, dumb me, I'm, I'm new to the, the whole scene here. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go looking for like a photo booth. I went into this place, a professional photo shoot. I think I paid 20 bucks or something. And <laughs> I they, did that too. yeah, I said, I just, I just need to, I just need the headshot. Cause I need it for my, my passport, which again, dumb, dumb. I, if you go to the freaking embassy, you can get your picture taken there. I'm sure they have a photo 10 bucks. Yep. Yeah. Right. So I paid a premium. I get my photo taken and they're like, you can't have it right away. I had to wait. So I don't know. I think I went and got dinner, came back and they give it to me and it's all photoshopped. Yes. They photoshopped I need, my this, I, need my, I need this for my passport. <laughs> like, so I'm looking at this thing. I've got no time to like, like dink around. It's like, I gotta, I just had to get out of town. And so I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know what? I think it's okay. I get on the KTX I'm on the KTX. I'm looking at the picture again. I noticed they gave me hair. So for our listeners that don't know, I don't have hair. I haven't had hair in like over a decade, longer than a decade, like maybe 15, 18 years. So I'm looking at this picture and I've got this little wispy hair that they painted in like, oh my God. Right. So I take it, I take it to the embassy thinking at this point, it, you know, the light bulb goes off and it's like, well, I can just use the photo booth there. Um, should have thought of that in the first place, but I've already got these pictures. Yeah. So I brought them to the embassy. They used them. <laughs> oh, you got it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. I had an illegal photo for my for my passport for uh, for 10 years. I, I did. I did the same thing. I, I went into like a photo uh, uh, shop and, and got the passport photos and, and the guy made me wait. And then when I got the pictures back, it was all, you know, touched up. Did you get a mustache? My, right? I didn't have a mustache, but I had like my cheeks were, you know, very rosy. You looked and, good. And just like, right? uh, yeah, it was like, <laughs> a little I was rouge. like uh, yeah, I was like, uh, have you ever like you know and you like post a selfie on like your facebook you know profile or whatever and i i remember doing that with my camera and i was like oh wow that actually is a pretty good picture of me and then i realized that the filter is on like 89 percent or something you know it's like <laughs> and, 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 and then you put filter. it back to zero and you're like dear god oh this i'm i'm hideous you know like oh, I, uh, it's 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 uh yeah. anyway i i that's a that's a good story i i have been through yeah, it myself yeah. 
Um, What do you guys, uh, like, if we go back to the article and, uh, like, the talking about the hierarchies, you know how, like, the the kind of um, conventional wisdom is, like, the the juniors have to follow everything that the older person says, you know, basically, like, you're a slave to the, the, the senior, you know, and he was talking about this much more give and take in that relationship than uh, maybe people first realize or, or hear about when they, when they, you know, learn about the, the hierarchies in East Asia, you know, and and Confucianism and stuff like that. And so I'm just wondering if you guys have, uh, what you guys thought about that uh, portion of the, of the article, or if you have anything. I'm not really connected to actual friendships, but I remember in one of my Korean classes many years ago, um, you know, there's all, they always put you in some kind of scenario, your person, a, this person's person B talk. And in this scenario, the teacher was my, my senior and they were telling me to do things and I had to practice how would I respond to this. And the first example was like, your senior tells you to go get coffee. How would you respond to that? And I was like, go get your own damn coffee. And she's like, no, 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 no. That's not what you say. <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you mean? I'm not going to go get them their damn coffee. Just you say, you, you say yes. And then you just don't do it, you know, or something. Oh yeah. yeah. So that was what I remember about this is that yeah like in the in the textbook it was built for for the junior to 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 do what the senior said basically right right that's the the kind of like the 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 kindergarten level understanding of the culture is like oh you have to pay respect to all you know uh, older people and it's like i i remember having a conversation with one of the teachers that used to work at our school they they're not there anymore but um he was telling me he's like no even even it's it's a it's part it's built into the language like the 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 the, the syntax and stuff and the, the grammar so that you know even if you're talking to a serial killer if that serial killer is older than you you use the polite form of the ending it's 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 age related it's not about do you respect this person or not respect this person it's just it's it's just you you know older person you use the John Demol the 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 honorific uh, endings am i correct with that kevin is that... yeah we've talked about that a bit yeah. as well and the names you use like i've got a buddy of mine uh i haven't seen him in a while but i haven't seen anybody in a while um but he always calls me young even though he's like one year younger than me and it just feels weird like you just call me my name but we're speaking in korean to each other and that's just what you say yeah like when you're when you're one year older or one year younger than someone you don't use names you use you use title and and i think the problem is that i think a lot of like uh uh expats that come here we kind of extrapolate from that language that grammar and and apply it to the the social the the actual uh uh, social interactions and where there it's much more nuanced than you you can't really extrapolate that and say okay in that case then seniors can just tell you older people just tell younger people what to do all the time and you have to do it because they're older than you that's not that that's the kind of nonsense uh, a very simplistic way and so I guess I, I was kind of interested in, in that um, the the in the circle where you have different aged people, he was talking about the importance is the the most competent person takes the lead, depending on what activity you're doing, what the context is, um, not just defer to the senior all the time. But there's actually the, sometimes it's OK for the junior to lead, you know, the younger person, if they're if they happen to be the expert and whatever you know, activity that they're doing. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if I have any like uh, personal experience with that, but yeah, I don't uh, have any insights into that yeah. either. I mean, I'd like to know a little bit more details about that. Like, 
it was probably if he was a student it was probably done in korean but i'd like to get confirmation on that um you know like what if what if he's you know it's a foreigner group maybe it was done in english and so that would that might change things in in that specific meeting yeah um, i think in and, this case he's talking about uh with koreans but uh yeah right I, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it was done in korean that's true because it's yeah. korean people um, if there's you know one foreigner in the group, it's possible that it that it changes. So I don't know uh, about that for sure. And like at a university, you know, things may, might be a little bit different. In a university club, it's different from um, like a, a a work situation where mm-hmm. someone who is your your team John, your team leader in in the office, is someone who's you know actually a grade higher than you. Not just that they've been there longer, but they're you know one rank higher is different from you know the the tennis club at your school where someone had been there two years younger right, the and, stakes and you're are asking much like, higher. You know, how do I, how do I put a curve on the ball? Oh, I know how to do that. That's a different type of thing. And so okay. I think the context is really important and missing in that example. Um, yeah, I, I don't, no, that's I don't true. think it's yeah. wrong, but I, I just would like to know more. We probably need more information to, yeah, to, to draw from that uh, example. Uh, I'll tell you guys a a story, just a quick one. um, And you tell me what uh, you would do in this case. So this is all the way back in 2002 when I first came to Korea. And uh, as I mentioned, um, there was the, the guy, I, I, I'll just, we'll call him uh, Eric. I can't, I'm not, he's, he had, he was, he had a Korean name, but he used an English name, but it's something like Eric, or I, I can't remember exactly. Um, so Eric takes us out to Hongdae for uh, World Cup celebration. He, his older brother is meeting us there and he gives us a ride, you know, in a, like he drives us there, which was kind of cool. Like, you know, this is, you know, I've never driven in a car. Like in Korea, I always traveled. Using I remember the, the first time one of my buddies picked me up in his car and I, yeah. I thought it was like, I, I was like, I've been was, driving in cars I felt like a movie America, star or something, you know, I know like, suddenly in a car is, in Korea. Feels yeah. Cool. I, yeah. Years ago. Now I freaking hate driving, was this, but yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Was this so. Eric's actual older brother or, or. Yeah. No, I, it was brother. his actual brother, his bl- blood okay, relation. Cool. Just, um, yeah. Cool. Full, uh, his, his brother was meeting us there. And I, I remember, you know, just going into this like cool bar and, and, and the game was playing on, uh, on the television and we were drinking and, uh, and we had a great time and it was really, uh, I probably got way too drunk, but that's a totally world different cup. podcast. You're, you're allowed to. <laughs> right. Um, so, so, uh, anyway, he, this guy ends up like leaving the hagwon. He, he, he is like going back to school or whatever. And, uh, all of a sudden, uh, one day, like like six months later, I get a phone call and he wants to borrow like one hundred and fifty dollars, something like that. OK, yeah. So so I I hear like through the grapevine, I hear that he's like calling people and asking for some money uh, to borrow some money. And uh, and and so, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to avoid I don't have a phone at that time. So it's like he's calling our house phone. And so I'm like, uh, Jack, your he's not here right now, you know, right. But then my roommate, who was also uh, an expat and a teacher at the school, um, you know, he asked him to borrow the money. And so he was avoiding this guy. So we're not answering our phone, basically, in our house. And uh, and so my buddy and I start talking to each other and we're like, God, this is weird because, you know, um, Eric's, uh, he seemed like a really, you know, like stand up dude. And so I don't think he's trying to like, you know, uh, fleece us. 
But, you know, my friend is like, maybe he's got like a drug problem or something, which is so laughable when you think about Korea, you know, like this is how new we were there that we that that was even contemplated as one of the reasons why he's asking for money in America. I'd be like, yeah, OK, that drug problem. <laughs> definitely, at, you know, 75 percent chance. That's probably what it is. Um, so anyway, uh, I, uh, our our uh, uh, coordinator of the well, a Canadian guy who was another teacher at the school ended up uh, 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 lending him the uh, lent him the money. And uh, and uh, what had happened was that Eric had gotten a girlfriend and blew all of his money on this new girlfriend. Because, you know, when you first start dating, you have to really like you got to you got to lay down the cash and really impress, you know, photo booths, shoots and yeah, karaoke photo booths shoots that up, man. It's expensive, man. Like it's you know, you're paying you're paying for two coffees and two muffins every time you go out, you know. So he just he just got a girlfriend. And he was so infatuated with her. He just blew through all the cash that his parents gave him. And he was like too embarrassed to ask his parents for more for more money. So he started asking to borrow it from the teachers. He ended up paying back my the guy who lent lent him the money double so if i had just given him the money he would i would have made a hundred bucks you know like he would have given me 200 back for a hundred so it was just it's just funny like my mind went to the dark place and this guy's got a problem and it was just such an innocent thing it was just you know he had a girlfriend but uh we did not give him the money I don't, what, what would you do would you give the money to the to the guy I don't know. I 150 bucks isn't a ton of money. I don't know. This is two thousand two money. It's just I, weird I, because you said that he stopped yeah. working at the Hogwan for a while. Like if you've been yeah. hanging out, like if, if one of yeah. you guys asked me for 150 bucks, it's like sure, here you yeah, go, no problem. How, but like somebody who quit like a month ago and disappeared, and suddenly they call you for no other reason. It's not like yo, let's let's have a meeting, like let's hang out. Oh, by the way, can I brought some gifts. Like yo, I just need money. It's a bit weird. Yeah, I, probably I thought that. I well. thought for sure that like Sean, the, like the guy who lent him the money. I'm like that. You'll never see that money again. You know, I was like, oh, you're you're a sucker, man. And then <laughs> turns around like a week later, he gives it all back and then gives them extra. And and that's what the that's what the guy the guy that was the the coordinator had more experience in Korea. He's like, yeah, no, it's just, he's got a girlfriend now. He's short for cash, but I guarantee you he'll pay me back even more because he's going to feel guilty about it. And that's exactly what happened. Talked a little bit about like how relationships are formed among Koreans and trying to do a cultural comparison. It's a little tough for us to make that comparison because none of us are Korean, even though we've lived here for a long time. You know, if we really wanted to have an honest discussion about that, we'd have to bring someone who's Korean onto the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are all like our impressions. So anybody listening, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt. All three of us are not Koreans. But these are our observations and the things we've learned. But I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what social life is like here. Uh, as I imagine a lot of our listeners um are tuning in because they're curious about Korea, meaning they're not probably Korean. It's a good mm -hmm. good percentage, probably. Yeah, Korean. yeah. Half our listeners are in the U.S. and and probably right, right. you know. So they might have an interest in like learning about the culture, but I'd also wager that there's probably a good percentage of those people who have some uh, interest or potential to come and live here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, just general social life because for me uh i was pretty surprised at how dynamic social life was when i came here like i feel like i had a 
pretty damn healthy social life in Chicago and prior. But when I came to Korea, it seemed like it was turned up to 11. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the people I knew were either other expats that were on limited work schedules, like basically not working a full-time job. Um, and the Koreans that I hang out with, they were not academics. A lot of them were people that worked in bars and clubs and, or didn't have jobs. <laughs> and so it was, just uh, hung out in the bars and clubs. Yeah. I'm not quite, was I, was, I was thinking about somebody in particular, it came to mind. I'm like, what the hell did he do? I don't think can he I, did. Can anything. I borrow 150 bucks, man? <laughs> it, was, it was that guy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Eric. Yeah, so it was uh, for me when I came here. I was pretty surprised at how um, active things were. I felt like it was. I arrived here when I was about thirty, just about twenty nine, thirty years old, and I felt more like I was twenty years old uh, mm. with my social interactions. Yeah. It just it, everything was really on overdrive. There's every weekend you're out of town. Every night you're going somewhere, doing something. There's new people, just continuous. I think that went on for. It probably would have kept going on had I not like made kind of an effort to slow down. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, yeah. uh, my liver needs a needs a rest here. Uh. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was just. Uh, I found myself not. I don't know. I enjoy a lot of my own time, and I wasn't really using it so much. Yeah. I just turned like a different person. Became so social. I think that's something that happens to a lot of foreigners that come to Korea. I think your, they your path is interesting It'd be like because you 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 had a friend here and you kind of got plugged into a social network. Um, my, yeah, the way, I, you guys, the way I plugged myself into a social network was just through work, which is really, I think, a very common way. It's just like like we were just Probably. talking about how in America, your work friends are kind of at a, a distance. I think the opposite is true when you come overseas to work. Like those people you work with are the, you pull them towards you, you know, like you want you, the only people, you know, they're the only they people, you know, here. exactly. And they're, and they're basically, was, yeah. you're, they're, they're, same, your, same for they're me. yeah, they're your, uh, your, your corollary to other, you know, groups of people. And, uh, and if you don't have a good experience with that, when you first come, you can have a really rough time here. I know uh, some people that have just, that have, that have not connected with their other Hagwan teachers for whatever reason, like the Hagwan teachers that are there are older or just have their own lives and don't want to involve a new teacher. And so, you, you know, having to do that by yourself without being plugged in through a friend or through a job could be a really difficult situation here. Um, you could go out to, 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 you know, Hongdae and Itaewon and try to meet people at a bar but I, I, I find for, for my personality, it's much easier if I'm just kind of plugged right into uh, a, a group already that's kind of, you know, we're all working together. It, it's much easier. I think that's how me. most people work. If you don't come here with a, a pre-made group of friends, you find your own. Nine out of ten times, those are going to be people you're working with because yeah. that's just who you're connected to. Yeah, but there's, you go a, out of your way to, to like also, go to the bar. Seoul is a, a massive city. It's super dense, too. So, like, if you really like certain things like uh, meetup, like meetup.com or whatever it is, soul meetup. Um, that's, I think, probably so much more efficient than if you were in like, I don't know, Albuquerque meetup, you know, yeah. you just, there's just so much, there's so much more groups going on. You're like Kev, like when you got into free diving, I remember when you started, I remember 
you saying, Hey man, I think I want to get into free diving. And mm. that was so long ago, but you were able to, um, but I, I, I did that at like, first going to Thailand. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, like if you wanted to do something like that and you don't, you're not familiar with life in a city of 10 million plus people where there's opportunities just to get into stuff like that. And you can meet friends and you can build a new network. Like if you want to play music, if you want to, um, I never did the meetup thing, but my ex-girlfriend did. And one of her good friends did it. And they would go, uh, they did a soul meetup group that did uh, hiking. So mm -hmm. every weekend there was a new mountain to hike. Well, what happens if you go on, you know, five yeah, you weeks, see the same people, hikes and the same people. Become, yeah. Yeah. And boom, they're, 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 they're that becomes your dinner circle. This is before, I guess yeah, for me, cool like site. when I was looking yeah. for friends, I've, I've never used it, but yeah, I've never used it because it, I, it didn't exist when I was actually looking for friends. Same. The, the, the ir irony is that now that we have all these tools are available, which I, I think is a great uh, point to make is that you, I, you, even if you landed a hogwan, that's just totally, you know, a, a wet noodle, you can just go out, you can just use, you know, Facebook or, or, you know, meet up or, uh, you know, uh, there's other mm -hmm. apps or whatever, and you can meet people and it's, it doesn't even have to be dating. It could just be through the context of like hiking or something else. So um, I, I see people on Facebook all the time asking, you know, throwing it out there just into the void. It's like, Hey, I'm learning the guitar. Is there anyone who wants to jam with me? And so right there, you could just, you know, go meet. And if you have a good experience, you've got a friend. It's so yeah. easy. It's so yeah. easy. So much easier. Social networks make, do make so things easier. easier than in a little town. And yeah. in a little town, you might get lucky, you know, like if it's guitar, sure, there's probably somebody in your little, you know, suburb that plays guitar too or wants to jam. But if it's like, hey, you want to do some free diving, like your town might not have a pool. You might have to drive two hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there might not be anybody else that's really into that. Like it's pretty um, random, quite honestly. But yeah, in a city that's As always, big, I wonder how much this compares to big cities like New York, you know, Chicago, LA, things like that back in the States. Because I'm I from bet a New really York has a, I bet there's like a, you know, like a Central Park, you know, uh, yeah, yoga. New York definitely has yeah. groups that are probably easy to find. Big cities have groups that are easy to find uh, when um, in chicago it was i mean again when i was living there it was before it was before right. facebook existed uh, facebook came into being while i was when i came to korea yeah so, so if you moved to chicago now how would it be compared to moving yeah to now? yeah exactly exactly so i imagine it, it's a bit different but my own experience in chicago all of the like social groups i was involved in i had um i was a in grad when i was in graduate school i was a bartender so uh, I had kind of that crew. So that was like one circle was just like, you know, the night crew. And then um, everything else was based on my academics. So That's I was amazing. doing like practicum going to like different schools um, and they would always pair you off with like a few other graduate students. And so you're going as a group. And so you're doing projects, you're writing together. Um, and uh you know having experiences together and so that became like my little family plus roommates big cities like chicago i had my own apartment i think for the first two years and it's just you can save so much money and you can just have or even just for the same amount of money you can have so much more space and just like a really cool house right so that's more common as well like i've never had roommate in korea until this house okay 
Well, yeah. you know, people who've had roommates in, in you Korea. Roommates, right, Kev? Yeah, you for didn't. a short time. Yeah. Yeah, I had a roommate too, but we we came from Thailand together. So we were kind of, uh-huh. we had told the, the school, like, we'll live together. We had, we had kind of planned that. Uh, and the school said, we'll find you a place like that, you know, with two bedrooms. But, uh, but I, you know, the, the whole meetup thing, like, I'm just thinking of, of myself in Minnesota. I'm from the Midwest. It, I don't know if like just meeting up to go hiking is enough of a social bond for, for like a new friendship. And, but I feel like in Korea it's, it is because of that, like that, that planned, I, I don't know. I feel like in, in, in Minnesota, you would need something stronger, like uh, classmates or working, working together or uh, going to the same church or something like that, you know, where there's like a, a larger context but I, I don't know. That's just my feeling. I, I could be totally uh, off base. And maybe um, there there are meetup groups and circles in, in all the big cities. I'm sure there are. But uh, Yeah, but on the other hand, like in the Midwest, maybe more in a superficial way, you just kind of know everybody in your little hometown. Like I grew <laughs> up like you in the sticks. And yeah, like... Like somebody pushing for friendship, I, that would automatically be like a red flag for me. Like, oh, this person, I need to not be friends with this person because they're, <laughs> they want to be friends with me. I, I I've had it, because I'm I'm married now and I'm you know I'm 45 years old I've had I've I've actually had to kind of not like like uh, it it feels like almost like break up or 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 reject like uh, friendships in, in uh, um, so I've had people that were, were kind of extending uh, friendship to me uh, you know sending me like like uh, you know just platonic friendships where it's like hey would you like to you know let's get some coffee or let's you know we live in the same neighborhood we're both america we're from america and and i always make an excuse not to hang out with those people because i i just i've I've kind of set in my i've got my friends i'm done Mm -hmm. like i don't need any new relationships to be to cultivate and and to think about and to you know, occupy mental space or whatever. And because I have so, so little time anyway. So I, I kind of have, have become the opposite. I've become almost like antisocial as I've gotten older. Yeah, I don't hang out as much. I've, which, I've actually got a new maybe that's harsh, group but... that I, I subscribe to that. I, I really want to go. They have meetings, although these days it's closed down because of Corona, but I, I want to go to this, this, these meetings, but I just can't find the time to go. So I, I still have the cacao. I haven't left the, the big chat group. There's like 50 people in it. It just keeps popping up. Oh, wow. There's like new meeting this week. And I'm like, I'm just not going to reply. It was, I'll just see that it's there and know that I can't go. But I, when when those days. people reach out to me and like, they want to go hang out, it just, it gives me anxiety. And I just, I just thought of like, please just leave me alone. And so I end up just kind of oh, ghosting panic. those people. And oh. I, it's really weird. I don't know why. I, maybe that's my own quirky uh thing but i I think i think there's there's something that's natural about that like as you get older making friends it's it's not i don't think it's necessarily harder it's just different you gotta put a little more effort into different things yeah i like Like, i i think like like would we all would the three of us be friends if we didn't work together like if i'm trying to think of a of another like context where we would be you know, uh, in, in, you know, together and, and for forming a friendship, it would, it would, it would take effort. Whereas working together, mm-hmm. you don't need, there's no effort involved. So for me, like, it's, it's not, like it, rela- it doesn't cause anxiety. Relationships in when I was younger, like in my early twenties, they could be just like kind of happenstance. Like I like this person's fun to hang out. And then that's what you do is just, you generally just kind of hang out. But as I get older, I don't know if it's because time is more precious to me or something. I don't believe yeah. that. I'm not sure. But 
like the people I hang out with, they're always is like a reason we're working on something like these days I'm playing music again for the first time in ages. Yeah. And so like, that's a reason to meet people is because I'm playing in a band. The there's always like, it's event based. There's an activity uh, that might just be me, but I feel like that you're a very busy guy. You're, you're always, yeah, well, you're very, you are very fair. active. You have, a, you have a very, you know, you, yeah, you're maybe, always but doing I, something. Yeah. Like more than anybody I know, pretty much, I think. Yeah, but wouldn't you agree with that, Kev? Like, you and I, like, we've worked together. Okay, for people listening, the three of us, which has probably been established a few times in this podcast, we've worked together <laughs> right. for over a over decade. Over a decade, yeah. Yeah, and Kevin and I, we work on the same campus. Our desks literally face each other right now. So when I look up, I see his face. Um, well, two years ago, he would have. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been two years. But, I mean, literally our desks. <laughs> I haven't been to the office. Yeah, we have a little divider between He's got us. a cardboard yeah, cutout of Kevin that you use at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So when you think about it, Kev, like you and I, obviously we, we built our acquaintance off of the fact we had a mutual job. Right. So we hung out like after work, we can go get a pint or something. We can talk about class a little bit. And generally it was just, Hey, you're just a cool guy. And I like talking to you. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much we, how really it became, we really became close when you and I built a smoker and started making salmon. <laughs> Remember that? The smoked salmon? Yeah, but I think I think the reason we built that was because we already were close. Well, sure, sure, sure. Right. But I feel like that took it to another level. It was like, oh, now we're like, we're learning something yeah. together. We're studying something together. And then we traveled. We, we've bumped into each other, like, I don't know how many times out of the country. A couple times on the road, at least. Yeah. Like, and That's that becomes funny. a thing. Yeah. Like, you're actually. Yeah, you're, two or three times. Yeah, we didn't intend to travel together. It was like our paths crossed. But just the last time, last time any of us traveled, we, I saw you in Bali, right? No, no. Oh, uh, well, that was like, yeah. Was the last like. trip, right? Like before COVID. Or you had one more. You went to yeah. Japan. Yeah. No, I went to Bali again. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think as, as I get older, and I think maybe this is for a lot of people, especially if you're maybe living here, I don't know if it's unique or not, but I think if you have an activity or a thing to do, that's a way to create more bonding and experiences that really, yeah. honestly, I hope, I hope it supplants the MT thing. Cause I, I honestly, I find it kind of disgusting. I don't think anybody should have to abuse their bodies to, you know, have membership in a, in a community. It's no, I, I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, the, the hazing thing needs to go, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's done, thing. I, I do think know. that MT is, is still there, but I don't think it's the same hazing as it used to mm -hmm. be. That's, That's definitely gone. Change. To, to some extent gone away as has the military thing that we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. Like I know it used to be that if you didn't go to the military guys would be like, Oh, you didn't go. And it, it maybe was harder for them to, to interact. Whereas these days it's like, you didn't go to the military. Well done. How didn't, how did yeah, you, how, how did, did you, swing you that? how did you swing that? Right. Yes. Right. You're right. That has changed. Cause like 20 years ago, it was kind of a, a secret. You, you wouldn't tell people you didn't go to the military. You just kind of stay quiet now yeah, but now it's, it's like well if done. you can it's get out job. of it you're like you score you know yeah actually now that i think about it as well uh something else that i, I remembered from earlier we were talking about like uh like hueshiks and things like that being very common in, in work situations i've seen a couple of articles recently in the last year in the news because a lot of people have been working from home over the past year and, and not only working from home but even if they are going to the office the hueshiks have been like just way turned down like mm -hmm. many 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 notches 
because it's just sketch to go out to restaurants or for a long time last year, you know, all the restaurants were closed after six or eight or whatever, whatever time it was. So, so Heishik's just weren't a thing. And I saw some articles basically being, people being like, we're not going back to that. Mm-hmm. Like Heishik's are not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that culture just kind of got kicked in the ass. And it, I mean, to some extent it will come back. That's kind of not, fascinating. Not in the same way. I, you could, that correlates to America where a lot of workers are saying, no, I've been working at home and I'm just as productive as I was when I, you know, got on the stupid Metro every day and fought my way to get to the, the damn office and sat mm. in my chair, looked at Facebook for eight hours. You know, I mean, I'm more productive at home. And so these CEOs are saying, come back to the office. And the people are saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going back. I'll quit and I'll find a new job instead of going back. I think in Korea, they're going to go back to the office, but the Huishik is done, you know, like that's their yeah, concession. To, maybe. to some extent, it seems yeah. that that is, that is dying. They're getting used to the, the not like, I remember seeing articles like, yeah, I don't have to like make excuses to go out and drink anymore. I can do this. So I, I think that that's something that, that will change at least a bit. I, I'm sure it'll come back yeah. to some extent, but I don't think as, as much. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, this is, it, we, this got a little more philosophical than I had anticipated, but I like that. If you uh, can find it in your hearts to give us a, uh, a positive review on iTunes, that's going to really, really help us out. Um, you can uh, find us at uh, on our website, uh, thesoulpatch.com. You can find everything there, including the YouTube uh, channel. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see you next week at the patch. Take care, everybody. Thanks, guys. Let's go.